Well, we've already had church this morning, haven't we? Amen. What an incredible blessing. It is so good to see you here this morning. I want you to find your Bibles and I want you to open to John chapter 14 and verse 27. I began a series last Sunday entitled Because He Lives. And we saw last Sunday on Easter Sunday, Because He Lives, We Can Have Life. And today from John chapter 14 and verse 27, I'm preaching on this subject this morning, Because He Lives, You Can Have Peace. Because he lives, you can have peace. John chapter 14 and verse 27. And while you're turning there, I just want to remind you that you can receive these daily devotions that correspond to the sermon topic each week. You can get them right there in your email inbox. And uh, they're based on the topic and the text of the sermon. So you'll get an email on Monday mornings, and then you can follow through over five days, Monday through Friday. And uh, you can receive that email with devotions. I've heard of people reading them every single day. I've heard of other people uh, taking them and using them as family devotions in the morning or in the evening before the kids go to bed. I absolutely love that. And so if you're not receiving these devotions, you can call the church office, you can email us, and we'll get you on the list so that you can receive them each Sunday or each Monday that correspond to the Sunday. This morning, we're talking about peace from John 14 and verse 27. And I want to read to you what Jesus says to his disciples in John chapter 14 and verse 27, before he goes away, before he ascends to the Father, this is what he says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Remember this morning, the power is in God's perfect word. Would you join me for a moment of prayer? God, as we study your word this morning. Would you speak and would you work in a way that only you can? And today, as the song says, we speak Jesus over this place. Your power, your might, and your presence. May everything be centered around the Lord Jesus Christ. And would you work and speak and your Holy Spirit have freedom in this place. And it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. This morning we're talking about peace. A study from an article from July 2019 reveals the power of a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. The wealthiest billionaire in Singapore said that he values his relationship with Christ more than anything else in his life. Philip Ng and his brother Robert are worth about $12.1 billion. They own the far East organization. It's Singapore's largest private landlord and property development company. But here's what Ng says about his faith in Christ. He says, what I've discovered is that all of us are broken. We all have a missing piece. And for me, I discovered that missing piece was God through Jesus Christ. He said, I was always in a search for something better, a better life, a better purpose, a better me, a better everything. But I just looked in all the wrong places at all the wrong things. But I realized there was no better me or no better things without Jesus. 
Ng says, then it all snapped into place. Maybe we have to look deeper. And this man who's worth over $12 billion said, I treasure my faith more than anything. So I just want everyone to have that same peace and joy. It beats a lot of money and material things that you may have. Now, if I were to ask you this morning, if you could have $12 billion or a relationship with Jesus Christ, which would you choose? And you might say, Pastor, I would love to have both. I understand. But here you have somebody worth multi-billions of dollars saying, nothing in my life is more valuable or precious to me than my relationship with Jesus Christ. He concludes by saying this, God can change anyone. He can take you to places you never thought that you would go. He can make things possible even when everyone is against you. And what Philip Ng is reminding us today, what he's telling all of us is this, that, that the peace that comes from knowing God is absolutely priceless. You cannot put a price tag on the peace that's offered through Jesus Christ. And this is what Jesus is telling his disciples in John chapter 14 and verse 27. He says to them, I give you peace. Precious, sacred, powerful, life-transforming Peace. Let's dive in and look at the kind of peace that we have in Jesus Christ. First of all, I want you to notice peace is a gift. What does Jesus say to his disciples? He says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Peace is a gift. It is turmoil that marks this fallen world. It is a lack of peace that marks those who don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And such unrest is probably most clearly seen nationally and internationally around the world. It is said that historians calculated the previous 3,500 years and realized that in 3,500 years of human history, there have been only about 300 years of peace where there was no war. It's also been estimated that the last five and a half millennia, more than 8,000 peace treaties have been broken, more than 14,000 wars have been fought, and more than 4 billion lives have been lost in the midst of chaos, battle, and war. Even though there have been illusions of global peace from time to time, the world continues to be unsuccessful in finding and keeping the peace that we all desire. Peace, Jesus says. Peace in the New Testament ultimately has to do with a person standing before God. You see, you cannot have the peace of God until you have peace with God. And in order to have peace with God, there must be a moment in your life where you've repented of your sins and you've placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ and God has changed you and transformed you with the inside out from the inside out. You can't have that daily provision of the peace of God until you have that position as a child of God and you have peace with God. We talk about peace a lot. The language of peace fills our conversations. We talk about how we all just need peace and quiet. And if you have children, good luck with that. We talk about how we, we're supposed to make peace with our past. Have you heard that phrase before? 
Others say that law enforcement officers are supposed to keep the peace. Or when someone passes away, we say rest in peace. The language fills our conversation, but we don't really experience peace. Look at what Jesus says to his disciples. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I love that word, give. Circle it, underline it in your copy of God's word. Peace is a gift to us that comes from our relationship with Jesus Christ. You can't work for it. You can't earn it. You can't get it out of a medicine bottle. You can't find it at the psychiatrist's office. Peace is a gift that comes only from the Lord. The world's peace is based on your circumstances, but God's peace is consistent. According to the New York Times, Americans are among the most anxious people on the face of the planet. One study found that Americans are even more anxious than those that live in Nigeria, those that live in the Ukraine, or those that live in Lebanon. We spend billions and billions of dollars a year on anti-anxiety medications and millions of dollars a year on research for depression and anxiety and other issues and diseases that people struggle with. The New York Times that recently ran an article, a survey, it said the title of it was, The Kids Are Not All Right. Americans' teens are anxious, depressed, and overwhelmed. And the article claimed that adolescents, teenagers today, raised in this post-9-11 generation, it, it says that, that that age group, the older teens and now in their 20s, that they've never known a time when terrorism wasn't on the rise. They've never known a time when school shootings weren't the norm. They've grown up watching their parents live through a great recession. And perhaps now, with social media reaching its height, teenagers are more uh, concerned, more frustrated, more anxious, and more depressed than ever. One expert said, if you wanted to create an environment to churn out people filled with angst, you have the perfect environment. And a teenager said this, We're the first generation that cannot escape our problems at all. We are all like volcanoes. We get this constant pressure from our phones, from our relationships, from the way things are today. It sounds like to me the world needs what Jesus offers, this gift of peace. Maybe you're struggling today finding peace. Maybe you're struggling to find the peace in your life. You've worked hard to find that inner peace. You have worked hard to to make sure that everything's okay. You can't work hard enough to be at peace. You must rest in the promise that Jesus has given. My peace I give to you. Peace is a gift. Not only that, peace comes from God. Sadly, Though people pursue peace their entire lives, left to themselves, they have no idea how to really find it. Left to ourselves, we cannot discover or manufacture peace on our own. Only God's Word can can authoritatively point you to where you can discover the peace that you need. The reality is we have so many treaties and so many forms that we've signed and and so many places that offer all sorts of peace. You watch television commercials, the car salesman, man, they're selling it. You watch TV commercials, medications, they're selling it. They're selling wealth and prosperity. They're selling fame and fortune. And all of these things somehow are supposed to bring you inner peace. It doesn't work. And Jesus says, my peace I give to you. Look at this phrase now, not as the world gives, 
do I give to you? Immediately, Jesus sets up a contrast between his peace, genuine, real, lasting peace, and the peace that's offered by the world. This is a a, a fleeting, momentary happiness, momentary joy that doesn't last. The, the, The Lord's peace, the peace of Jesus Christ, is completely different than the peace the world offers. Humanity defines peace like this. We define peace in negative terms. For example, in multiple languages, the word peace can be translated to have no worries, to be without trouble. In in another language, peace is defined like this, to sit down in one's heart. Isn't that an interesting image? What a picture. But peace is not the absence of problems. Peace is not the absence of of chaos. It's not the absence of strife. Peace is the presence of God in the midst of your circumstances, no matter what those circumstances might be. Peace is not based on your life or what you face. It is based on Jesus Christ and who he is. There is only one source of true peace. Peace is not the absence of trouble. It's the presence of God. Jesus says, my peace I give to you, not like the world gives. It doesn't come and go. I can give you consistent peace. I can give you constant peace. That's what's offered in Jesus Christ. We sang the words a moment ago to the famous hymn, It Is Well. It Is Well was written by a man named Horatio Spafford. He was a wealthy businessman but lost everything. He was invested in real estate. He lost everything in the Chicago fire. He liked to work with D.L. Moody, a famous evangelist, and Ira Sankey, who led music for Moody. And after he lost everything in the Chicago fire, he decided he was going to go to Europe, and he was going to join D.L. Moody and Ira Sankey on the tour over there. And he had some business that he had to finalize back in Chicago, so he sent his wife and his four daughters across the ocean, across the Atlantic, to go to Europe, and he was going to meet them later. And tragedy stuck, struck in the middle of the ocean. And the boat that his wife and four daughters, his boat that they were on, sank. He received a cable from his wife with two words, saved alone. Imagine that. A businessman having lost everything, sending his family to a new place to try to find a, a, a new start, loses his four daughters to death in the middle of the ocean. It said that immediately he hopped on a boat and began to, to head to Europe to join his wife. And he, he wrote these words when he came upon the spot where it was believed his four daughters drowned. When peace, like a river, attendeth my way. When sorrows, like sea billows roll. Whatever my lot Thou hast taught me to say, it is well. It is well with my soul. Can you imagine being in the middle of such heartache, tragedy, loss, and suffering, and being able to say, I'm going to trust and know that no matter what I'm facing, I can still have the peace of God. You see... Jesus called this my peace. It's the same peace that kept him calm in the face of mockery, scorn, hostility, hatred, betrayal, and death. 
It's the same peace that provides us with a calm in the midst of life's difficulties and tragedies and heartaches. No matter what we face, we can have peace. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2 that we ought to look unto Jesus. And look at what it says. The founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. In other words, Jesus knew the cross was coming, but he also knew through the cross the world could be saved. That you and I could have peace. And so what did he do? He looked past the pain to the purpose and the promise. Only in looking to Jesus and seeing that example and experiencing his presence in our lives can we experience the peace that God has for us. Peace is a gift, but that gift comes from God. Number three, notice this. Peace is guaranteed. Wait a moment. Pastor, I don't think you understand what I'm going through. I'm not sure you know my situation. How, do, how dare you stand there and talk about how peace is guaranteed when my life is in turmoil, when everything is upside down, when I am struggling and I can't find the peace that I need. Now, maybe you've heard the word before. It's a Hebrew word, shalom. The Jews still use that word when you're in Israel. It's almost like a greeting, shalom. But to the Jewish people, that is a very sacred and and, and special word. It means more than just what it translates into, peace. But but for the Jewish people, for for the Israelis, it means a, a contentment, a completeness, help, security in the very best sense. It is the shalom that God offers to his people. It is God's peace. God's peace, not like the peace of the world. The the world The world bases its peace on resources. God bases his peace on relationships. Listen to that. The world says the more you have, the more stuff you get, the more popular you are, the more famous you become, that's how you find peace. And God says, you want peace? You need to know me. You need to have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Jesus says, my peace I give to you. If you have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, can I be so bold as to say you are guaranteed peace. In the darkest days and the most difficult circumstances you face, peace is a guarantee. Jesus says here to his disciples, let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Now that is easy to do when life is good and you're not facing any problems. When there's money in the bank, when the stock market's up, when your kids obey all the time, man, it's easy to say, I've got the peace of God in my life. But when tragedy strikes, when turmoil comes, do we still have the peace of God? What about when your finances are crumbling and you don't know how to make ends meet? Can can you say, I'm not going to let my heart be troubled, I'm going to trust in God? What about when your, when your child is wayward and you can't do anything to reach them? Are you still able to say, I- I'm not going to trouble, I'm not going to worry, I'm going to trust in God? What about when the doctor gives you the diagnosis that makes your heart sink into the pit of your stomach? Can you still have the peace of God? Listen to me carefully, I want you to hear this. 
When you have Jesus, nothing can take away the peace that he provides. Nothing. You know why? Because if you know Jesus Christ, nothing can ever take away your relationship with him. Nothing can take you away from who you are in Christ Nothing can ever remove you from the family of God. You have been adopted. You have been saved. You are secure and you've been sealed by the Holy Spirit. And so nothing can ever remove you or redefine you from who you are in Christ Jesus. And as a result of that, my peace that I have in my life is associated and connected with my relationship with God. Nothing can ever take that away. That's how you find your calm in the midst of the world's crazy, in the midst of chaos. That's how you can find peace. Jesus says, don't let your hearts be troubled. Don't be afraid. I'm giving you a gift that comes only from God, my peace. Is your, is your peace based on circumstances? or resources, or is it based on Christ and your relationship with him? You see, ultimately, we have to decide what our source of peace will be. And if your source of peace is in who Christ is and what he has done for you, nothing can ever take that away. Nothing. A plain landed after a very long flight. It was one of those planes that had to stop and refuel for a little while and then let the passengers back on so they could go on to their next destination. They were headed a really long way. And so when they landed at their midway point where they had to stop, the pilot gave the announcement, hey, we'll be here about an hour. We need to clean off the plane. We need to refuel. You're welcome to go take a break, go stretch your legs, come back. We'll, we'll reboard in about an hour. Well, everybody left the plane except one man was still seated there. And the pilot walked by and he asked the man, would you like to go stretch your legs? And then he noticed this man was blind. The man said, no, sir, I'm fine, but, but here's my seeing eye dog right under the seat next to me and he'd probably like a, a little bit of a walk so the pilot said well you stay right there I'll take the dog no big deal and the pilot began to walk out of the plane walk down the little path and then showed up in the terminal right there where everybody who'd been flying on the plane was waiting and the pilot walked out with a seeing eye dog and he still had his sunglasses on immediately Immediately, people begin to run to the counter trying to swap their flights. Can you imagine? What would you do in a situation like that? I bet he left his glasses on on purpose just to see how people would respond. You see, that, that's a, a funny little story, but I think it may illustrate how our circumstances can dictate our attitude and our approach. How, how life, when it throws us a curveball and we don't know what to do, how how it can knock the wind out of us if our peace is not grounded, settled, and secured in Christ. Can, can I ask you a question? We're finished, but I want you to hear this. How easy is it for your peaceful world to be disturbed? How easy is it for you to lose that sense of peace in your life? Do you have the kind of peace that, that rests and remains in your heart in spite of circumstances? 
Are you full of anxiety and fear? Are you full of the peace that only comes from God? You can't have that peace of God until you have peace with God. Do you know him today? Has there been a time in your life where you've repented of your sins and you are certain beyond a shadow of a doubt you've got a relationship with God through Jesus Christ? That changes everything. Now, I'm not saying you'll never have problems, and I'm not saying you'll never be broken. I'm not saying you'll never be sad, but I'm saying that deep down inside of your heart, at the very depths of your soul, there's a sense of peace that comes only from the God who created you. Do you know him? I want to ask if you'd bow your heads and close your eyes all over this place. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. If you're watching online, at home, or wherever you may be, now is not the time to turn your device off. It's the time to tune in. And those of you that are here this morning, this is the most important moment of our service. Has there ever been a moment in your life where you've repented of your sins and placed your faith and trust in Christ? Do you have peace with God? That's what brings the peace of God. The Bible says that the God who created you loved you so much that he desires to have a relationship with you. The God who created you loves you. He sent His one and only Son, Jesus Christ, to live a perfect, sinless life. A life you couldn't live. A life I couldn't live. And the Bible says that Christ came and lived a perfect life. He died on the cross for your sins and mine. He paid the price, the penalty that we deserve. But He didn't stay dead. He rose again from the grave. As we celebrated last week, Easter Sunday, Easter's every day for the believer in Jesus Christ because Jesus is alive. We can worship Him. You can know Him today. Say, Pastor, I don't know what to do. The Bible says anyone who calls on the name of the Lord can be saved. We call on the name of the Lord in simple prayer. And you can pray a prayer like this. God, I know that I'm a sinner and I know I need a Savior. I believe the Savior is Jesus. The best that I know how, I trust in Him. I repent of my sins. I place my faith in Christ. Has there been a moment in your life where you've done that? Those of you watching online or right here in the room, you can text the word RESPOND to the number on your screen, 478-324-5402. Text the word RESPOND to that number. We can tell you what it means to have a relationship with Christ. In this place, in just a moment, I'm going to pray, and you can come tell one of these pastors, these encouragers, I prayed that prayer. I need Jesus. We can tell you what it means to follow Christ. I'm going to pray. Would you respond? Father, in Jesus' name, would you work? Holy Spirit of God, have freedom. And in this moment, draw men and women, boys and girls, to yourself. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.